evening, good evening, good evening, Baltimore. Welcome to Man in the Mirror with your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and our fantastic co-host, Nichelle Johnson. Welcome back to the show, Nichelle. Thank you, Hezekiah. Glad to be back. Excellent. We have a special treat this evening. We have the one and only Lady Monica with us. I met Lady Monica via social network by being part of her group called My Scars, which is now My Scars Ministry Group. And we've been friends ever since. So you know I'm exactly I'm very excited about her being on the show. But as always, um, before we get started, we'll um, have prayer. And tonight, Michelle, let you start us off with prayer tonight. All right. Lord God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you for the opportunity to bring glory to your name. Lord God, we thank you for our guest, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you for what's about to occur, Lord God. We pray that it be a blessing, Lord God, to the listening audience, that everyone be able to get something from it, Lord God. Lord God, we just pray that you just bless those that can hear the show tonight, Lord God, that they are able to be blessed and to get something out of what they hear, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you for Hezekiah. We thank you for our guest tonight, Lord God. Lord God, we just thank you for all blessings, Lord God. Lord God, we just ask that you just Lord, just bless us with what's about to occur, Lord God. We wait and look expectantly. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. And Lady Monica, I would just like to first thank you for coming on to the show. God bless you. It's an honor to be here. Um, Truly, it's a privilege to be here. So I'm honored that you would even consider having me on. So I thank you, you and your beautiful co-host. Thank you, ma'am. And it's actually our honor. Everything is to God be the glory. And um, before we get get started, if you guys have any questions or comments, please press the number one on your phone and you will be put into our queue. And I'm going to actually read some information about our guest tonight. Um, Pastor Monica K. Harris, affectionately known as Lady Monica, to her many Facebook followers and social network friends, is a pastor, life coach, and Bible teacher known internationally. She is on the executive board and leadership council with Women of Excellence, full gospel ministry serving as pastor and executive administrator. Pastor Monica Harris is also the founder of the My Scars Ministry, which helps individuals gain back their self-esteem and identity after being wounded and scarred mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually. Pastor Monica was born in a small city of Mansfield, Ohio, to a 15-year-old single mother. It was love at first sight for her grandparents, and she was taken in and raised by them at the tender age of six months. She was raised by one of the most God-fearing and loving grandmothers a person could ever pray for, and she was the apple of her grandfather's eye. She truly was daddy's little girl. 
And with that, again, Lady Monica, we want to welcome you to the show. We want you to just, you know, start off and just give us your story. You know, give us your story. You know, we, we hear a little bit, but now we want to be able to hear it from you because, you know, the tag for our show tonight is real people, real stories, real overcomers. Because a lot of people think that ministers or preachers or people, a lot of people of God don't have any story. So we want you to tell us your story. Amen, amen. Well, first of all, I want to say that my story and the way I'm going to tell my story should be a learning experience and um, basically not a blame game. Because when I tell my story, I want everyone to understand the importance of obeying God in any decisions that you make. Now, of course, my story could start from birth because I have many, many stories, but I'm going to pick up from how my scars ministry um, was, was founded. In 2008, <laughs> um, I got married to um, a man whom I thought was, of course, the man of my dreams. He was the best thing since sliced bread to me and everyone that met him. Um, however, going into it, um, there was just something that didn't sit right. And I prayed and I asked God to give me a sign if he was not the one that I was supposed to marry. And God gave me that sign. And when God gave me that sign, I began to bargain and I made excuses and I, I would say things like, you know, we've already uh, rented the hall. People have already have their tickets. They're on our way here. Invitations have gone out. I've already gotten my dress. He's not. He's really not such a bad guy. And so I married him anyway. And so um, I'm going to stop right there and just, just say that when you are seeking God for an answer, and he gives you the answer, it's important that you're listening and you're in tune to his voice, but not just listening. I call it the slow factor. You seek, you listen, and you obey. And you have to do all those three things or it's going to fall apart. So you seek, listen, and obey. And because of my disobedience, I ended up marrying this guy. And um, five months after we were married, and I'm not giving the entire story, but five months after we were married, I ended up um, having a near-fatal car accident. And in that car accident, uh, I broke my left arm and right arm. I damaged all of my nerves, so I couldn't use my hand or my fingers. I fractured several ribs. I was, if you're familiar with Grady Hospital in Georgia, you know it's the trauma center. And so I went to that trauma center. I was there uh, almost two months, and I left that trauma center and went to an inpatient rehab facility for a month because I had to learn to do everything all over again. So mind you, I was totally bedridden. And um, 
totally bedridden and I'm you know you take life for granted and you take little things for granted until it happens to you and when you're laying in that bed and you're unable to scratch an itch or you're unable to brush your teeth or feed yourself and you have to rely on everybody else to do all these things for you it's truly a humbling experience and so Meanwhile, you know, the the ex-husband is there, um, but, you know, he's not the person that everybody thought he was. And they began to see the person that I was really married to, and I kind of keep kept it hidden because I wanted to paint this perfect picture about how we had this perfect life. And I didn't want anyone to know that my household was dysfunctional and that I had married this man and that things were not as they seemed, so I kept it undercover. But it, the, 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 the monster, I say, began to come out when I was in the hospital and people could see him for, he, for who he really was. And so um, I went through that traumatic experience and uh, five days after I was released from the hospital and gone home, still unable to fully do anything for myself, I'm wrapped up like a mommy. Um, I had to attend physical therapy every day for an entire year. Um, but five days after I got home, he packed up and left me. And so Jesus. I... Yes, so I tell people that God knows what he's doing, and had he remained there, the arguments and everything that we had been going through would have prolonged my healing, because I'm here today doing what they said I'd never do again. They said I'd never use my hands. They, I'd never use my arms and fingers, nothing again, and to God be the glory, within a year, I was back doing things that I thought I'd never be able to do, drive or, or turn a doorknob or feed myself. And so God was truly awesome. And so the time that I lay bedridden, which was for quite a while, and the time I lay bedridden, I would tell people when I would hear the doctor saying she's never going to use this again or she'll never be able to do that again, you know, it was like my head was just laying in the lap of Jesus, and he was stroking my hair, just like you would you would do your own child. He was stroking my head, and he was letting me know it's going to be okay. And he had to slow me down, <laughs> and because if it were up to me and I just broke a leg or an arm, I would have kept on moving in my direction, doing what I wanted to do and not what he wanted me to do. So he had to totally stop me. You know, and and put me down. And as I lay there in that bed, bedridden for all those months, he ministered to me. And so while he ministered to me, my scars was brewing. Now, a good friend of mine actually named the group my scars because, of course, I have physical scars. My my left arm, uh, when my car flipped, was out of the window, and as my car slid down the highway, so did my arm. So I'm blessed to even have an arm. And so I have instrumentation, I have metal, I have screws, plates everywhere. However, I'm using them. 
And I remember going to the office because I was so self-conscious about the scars that I had on my arms. And she told me that when you follow Jesus, we all have to carry our own cross. He had to carry his, and she said, you now carry yours on your arms. So don't ever be afraid to show your scars. And from that point on, it didn't bother me anymore. So now I'll wear short sleeves or whatever, and they look a lot better than they did seven years ago. (laughs) But I call them my conversation pieces. They're my testimonial scars, my permanent tattoos. And when people see me, at first it was really, really um, easy to spot because, of course, I'm wrapped up like a mummy, and then it was very, very ugly. And I would ask them, because they'd look at you strange, you know, and I'd say, you want to know what happened? And they'd go, yeah. And by the time I get done giving my testimony, they're crying, they're boohooing, and some of them have even given their life to Christ through my testimony of just sharing that right after the accident. So that's where my scars ministry evolved. It was I didn't only go through physical pain, but I went through the emotional pain. You know, I went through the husband leaving. So and on top of me trying to heal physically, I'm trying to heal mentally because I'm going through this life-altering experience. Mind you, I'm still a newlywed. I'd only been married five months. And then even after he left me, the next thing I hear on the phone is, I want a divorce. And I'm I'm just, you know, I'm flabbergasted because I couldn't understand why would you leave someone when they can't do anything for themselves. When I'm totally down, I can't drive. But I tell you, God sent people that would come to that hospital and feed me. He sent people that would cook for me and bring me food and feed me. Um, the hospital asked if I was a superstar because my room was full of flowers, and I got flowers constantly. I had so many that I had to tell them, start delivering them to other patients in other rooms that don't have flowers because I had no room for them. And then when I left the hospital and went to rehab, it started all over again. And so there goes my story of, you know, healing mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And it for me, it wasn't so much spiritually. Not one time did I lay in that bed and I say, God, why me? I knew why me. Number one, because I was disobedient. And number two, I had a calling on my life, and I had been running from it for years. And so God had to get my attention, and I liken my situation to, to Job. It's like the devil had to say, okay, look at this one. Look at this one right here. You know, do you think she's still going to serve you if she's all scarred up? Do you think she's going to serve you if she's bedridden and she can't do anything? Do you think she'll serve you if she never can move her body again? Do you think she's going to serve you when her husband walks out on her? Do you think she's going to serve you when her friends are no longer around, when her family's no longer around? Because, mind you, I'm here in Georgia. I have no family here. My mother died when she was 52 years old. My father died when he was 39 years old. My grandparents that had both raised me had both died, and I'm an only child. So it's a sad, (laughs) lonely, hard 
life and then to go such through such a life altering experience without the people that nurtured you and brought you into this world around to talk to you and comfort you it's um it's a very trying experience but god sends people in your life that you need at just the right time and so that's my story on how my scars ministry was born um and now i'm here to help others who may have gone through something uh similar to what i have gone through or to even save them from having to go through what I went through because of disobedience and not listening to God. And I feel like everything that I went through, of course, was for a purpose. I can talk to anybody about being hurt in any of those aspects. I can speak to to anyone who's been through grave diagnosis who's been through sickness and illness and deaths and and being alone and being rejected and being hurt. So that's my purpose, to help people. And, it, you know, most people think I cater to women, but it's to men or women, anyone who has been hurt, because we all hurt. It doesn't matter who you are. So anyone who has been hurt, just to help you, regain your self-esteem and your confidence and realize who and whose you are. And so I can be a living, walking, miracle of a testimony as to what God can do in somebody else's life. Amen. Amen. Wow. You know, you got me (laughs) gasping right now trying to get myself together. That is, you know, Uh That is an awesome, you know, it's a story, but it's, it, it's not a story that's not too unfamiliar because, again, when we are out of, you know, God's will, because the word says obedience is better than sacrifice. And many times we say, well, well, you know, we follow flesh, we follow what we want to do. And many times when we do that, God will let us over to a reprobate mind. Okay, I was trying to mm-hmm. warn you. And I tried to tell you, and you um, said something. Um, you said slow, the slow factor. Seek, listen, and obey. You weren't, you, you know, in your life, and you're not the only one that did that. You weren't seeking, you weren't listening, you surely weren't trying to obey because those aren't the things that were on your mind. You know, meantime, people play with marriage. Meantime, we think we in love. Okay. Do you understand <laughs> what love is? You know, do does he really know you? Do you really know him? Because I'm sure, you know, I'm just trying to see if he really loved you, he wouldn't have left after the action. He would have been by your side. You know, he wouldn't have been, because I call that abandonment. You know, he wouldn't abandon you and then later on divorce you because, you know, just because things were going on, you don't, love does not do that. Love is unconditional. So when we get in these relationships, we try to say, oh, he loves me. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be there when times like this come? Are they going to be there when, you know, you can't take care of them all the time, when they they, mean, they may need to step up and take care of you? But, again, when we're out of obedience, God is going to step aside 
until we decide to get it together and then come back to him because, you know, he's married to the backside. So when we mess up and, you know, something great, it was a process you were going through. Something great came out of it. You know, it was a hard process. Nobody wants to go through this process. That's one thing. When we tell our kids to do something, you know, this is going to hurt me more than I hurt you, and the kids are going to look at you like you're crazy. How's that going to hurt you? But God loves us that much. Well, he'll let us go through this process. He, he, he's not going to let us go but so far before he comes in and intervenes. But he lets you go go through to the point where he knew that, yeah, the car accident didn't kill you, had a broken bone, scars, you know, scars or something, just like Jesus on the cross. It remind, it re, It's something to get for remembrance. Scars were something that you can look back and say, I overcame. I didn't let it just keep me where I'm at. I overcame it. And, and I, you know, I applaud you for that because, you know, then a ministry came out of that. So it was a step-by-step process of what you were going through. Now, if you didn't go through that, my scars probably wouldn't be here. Because, you know, Amen. if you weren't abandoned, you wouldn't understand what abandonment is, you know, because a lot of people, you know, you know, when you get into a marriage, it's the death was part, not to one of us get hurt, and then you decide, well, I can't do this, or, because that really wasn't love, because in marriage, we both have to have that unconditional love, regardless of, if you go through something, I'm going through, if you go through something, I'm going through but unfortunately, you know, that wasn't the point. But guess what? I always tell people, he's going to have to answer to God for that because you do, you did your part, you're move, you know, you're moving on. And he, you know, I tell people, go to the things that the other party has to deal with. As long as I repent and got myself back together, I'm good. Amen. You're listening live with man in the you're listening live with Man in the Mirror with your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and co-host Michelle Johnson. We are having a fantastic interview with Lady Monica um, of My Scars Ministry, and she's telling us about her life and, you know, how does she came to where she is right now. It was a journey. It was, you know, it was a journey. And it was a, you know, it was a process. You know, it was. It started off with disobedience. It didn't start off that way, but you know, I like um, with a Pastor Watkins. When I had him on, he was sometimes we get slow walked by the devil. You know, he's Amen. putting those things up looking all pretty, pretty and beautiful for the for the men. Men are you know physical. We look at that woman like, ooh, she's pretty, she's beautiful. Women, same thing. But we get slow walked. So when we as we get slow walk, is we getting closer and closer, not even knowing to our death. Not a physical death, but that physical, that spiritual separation from God. That's the worst type of death there is. Many people think we're talking about when we say for the wages of sin and death. No, that's the physical death. Mm. But we're talking about that spiritual separation from God. We don't want that. Nobody wants that. But if we follow after that, you know, him or her, and if and it's not in obedience to God, then the, then the issue that's the issue, because then we're unequally yoked. And you said in your own words, you knew it. You were making excuses in your mind, like, yeah, well, you know, I want to, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that. You know, you mm-hmm. were asking yourself, why I shouldn't marry? You know, why, why shouldn't I marry him? You know, and Amen. you were asking God for a sign. 
And God was trying to Amen. tell you, you'll make it. This is what we do in our mind. This is what we do in our mind. Well, you know what? You know, I know God, you know, like a seesaw, which is like the scale. What is, what's going to be weighed more? What God says is what I want. And nine times out of ten, what we, what we want is going to outweigh the scale. That's the disobedience. Amen. Any comments, Michelle? Well, I just wanted to, to say, <clears throat> excuse me, you all have to excuse me today because I have, I think, a cold coming on. But I just wanted to um, say I was just, I was listening to the story, um, Lady Monica, and I, and I was just blown away. One, because it is very sim- similar to a story, minus the, the accident, but to a story that I had myself. But that's one of the things that is a blessing in the testimony. And when you have a chance to give your testimony, because your testimony is definitely going to bless others, but the one thing that a lot of people don't understand and the reason why they have to give that testimony and they need to give that testimony is because there's people out there, no matter how strange and unusual your situation is, that have probably gone through the same or similar situation and can identify with you, yes, and can identify with you and will therefore be blessed because they they may have, you know, not been able to get past it, but you have, and so you are a light. You are a light to them. You are, you know, God's light to them. And so they're able to see that and able to know that they can get past it with the help of the Lord. And they are blessed by that. And so that is the whole point of the testimony. And so I was just, you know, really blessed by your testimony myself because of my own personal story. So I just wanted to thank you for that as well. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Um, yeah, it, it's shocking. And, and I just want to, to add a little bit to the story, um, how we need to really be careful. Now, mind you, um, when I, when I met this guy, he was in the church, had grown up in the church. His father was a deacon, um, had been going to the same church for for years, mm-hmm. had wonderful morals and values, um, and it's like when we when we got together, he was a totally different man. And so, what I believe happened, and there's so much I haven't even said, you know, that we that we actually went through. But I, what I believe happened, and this is what we have to be careful of as well is letting the enemy in, in any way he can get in. Because as my grandmother used to say, if you're giving him an inch, he'll take a mile. And so his number one job is to destroy marriage. He hates families. He hates marriages. So if you just let him get his toenail in there, that's all he needs. (laughs) And he's, he's coming in full force. And so I truly, it was like when we would argue it was like he was a totally different man. I would lay in the bed during arguments, and he would be standing up. And mind you, this he was a good-looking man. <laughs> you know, he was good-looking, good credit. Everything that you could have on a checklist, it was there. 
including loving God, because that's my first criteria. However, I, we can be deceived. So when we're when we're arguing, I would just pray. I would start praying out loud, and I would look at him, and he it's like he would transform. I could see that he mm. was a totally different person. His eyes would be blood red. It was like I could see the demon in him. And when I went to the mother of of the church and I was telling her about it, she would ask me, have you named your demon? So we have to be careful. We have to really be careful. And then there would be signs. If I said, oh, the sky is so pretty and blue today, the sky is not blue, the sky is yellow. No, it's blue. No, it's yellow. And there was nothing I could do or say to make him say the sky was blue. And when when he became a little angry, <laughs> I would say, oh, well, you know, he must have had a hard day. He's tired today or something. But it escalated from anger into breaking things and throwing things and, you know, breaking doors. And, and, and so I'm like, wow. So we have to be careful. And when we see those signs, those red flags, don't make mm-hmm. up excuses. Don't make up excuses for them. A person is showing you who they really are in those stages, and you can't make up excuses because that's what you want them to be. They are who they are, and we often make up excuses like I just said, oh, he's tired. That was no reason for him being angry, tired mm-hmm. or not, no excuse. And so I tell him, I said, if you're, if you're getting ready to get married and you're walking down that aisle and God says you know, you better tur- turns, you know, you better turn around and run like Forrest, you know. <laughs> I don't care how many people are in the way. I'm gone. I'll be the runaway bride. I will not do it again. So I just want people to to recognize God's voice and listen to him, you know, and stop reasoning with yourself and just take things at face value because you can save yourself a lot of pain and a lot of trouble, and that's what I didn't do. <laughs> you know, I didn't follow, you know, God's guidelines and listening to that voice within because as I told you in the very beginning I knew something within my soul wasn't right but I ignored it so he can be a God-fearing man and he can be a preacher honey it doesn't matter if God is telling you something is not right about him or her you better run amen 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 it was Go ahead. No, I was getting ready to say, you know, also I think we really have to keep um, in mind the blessings that come with obedience. So if we're obedient, um, when God says it's not the one, and obedient Mm -hmm. when God says, because we we also have people who have been disobedient when God is telling them that is the one because it wasn't the package. When they when they made up in their in their carnal and fleshly mind what God was going to send them, they decided <laughs> that. So mm-hmm. so you know we have it on both ends, but the blessing that comes with obedience is marriage. Marriage is hard. Marriage is hard for the most God fearing, God centered person who may have been a Christian for years and 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 loved the Lord. And, and be on fire for God, marriage can still be difficult by its very nature with some of the things that you have to deal with and some of the things that may come up. So if mm-hmm. you don't have that mate that's equally yoked and that 
you know, God really put that thing together, mm-hmm. then the issues, there are going to be issues just from that alone. Um, but if you have that, then there's, there's like an extra blessing in that Amen. that you're going to receive. And, and that's, you know, that's something that the, the especially with this, you know, after enduring the situation that I was going through, that's one of the things that, that the Lord reminded me of is that, you know, the obedience and the and the blessing and being with the person who he has yoked us together, that we, you know, we will be blessed beyond anything natural. It'll be Amen. spiritual blessings in, in the way that, you know, we work things out in the way that we talk with each other, in the way that we work together, in the way that we see things, in the way that we communicate and in the way that we treat each other on a daily basis. And so, you know, I, I just, people can never forget, you know, that, yes, if if we're in disobedience, there are surely going to be some things that come with that. But if you're in obedience and you're you're adhering to the word of God and to the spirit of the Lord and following in the path that he wants you to follow, you know, you can never go wrong that way. Amen. 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 You're listening live with Man in the Mirror with your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and co-host, Michelle Johnson. You can call in at 917-889-2271 or log in at blogtalkradio.com forward slash man dash in dash the mirror. We are a little ways past the halfway mark, but that's okay. We're going to hear a couple words from our supporters, sponsors, and then we'll you know take a little break, and we will be back. And Lady Monica, I'm definitely enjoying enjoying this because you truly have a story. Uh, a few notes from my supporters: Music Instructors for All Learners Inc., where music knows no age. If you're interested in interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 410 410-370-7105. And also, you can contact us on our new and improved website at www.methylinc.org. Thank you. And please join us on December 10th, 2016, for our recital performance fundraising being held at 4443 Bel Air Road. Come see our students perform and then be treated with a great, with a great sound of Cameron Starrett and his jazz band. We'll also be blessed with the Featured guest artist, Karan Jones, the songstress of Baltimore. You don't want to miss this program. Go to our Facebook page and check it out. Check check in on the event page. See you there. Another sponsor is the Kirby Boss Project. Kirby Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of full-figured women. Kirby chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curry Boss Project and their website at www.curryboss.com. We're going to take a, a few minutes break, and we will be back with question and answer. If you have any questions or if you just want to talk to Lady Monica, again, call in at 917-889-2271 and press the number one on your phone. You deserve my worship 
Johnson. We have a fabulous guest tonight, Lady Monica of My Scars Ministry, and she's been giving us a 411 about her life and you know where she's at right now and how My Scars Ministry has come along. And um, I remember Lady Monica 
you are saying that um, one thing that you're talking about the devil, and I wrote a couple things down as I always do as we're talking. You say one thing he hates marriage, and then secondly, you see that. Secondly, when you said that, the first thing that came into my mind is that you know when we're looking at that he, that man or that woman, you got to realize that Satan was one of the most beautiful angels there was in heaven. Amen. And people forget about that. They think about that little devil with the little red tail and little horn, horns on his head. No. He can make himself up to be the most beautiful woman around to set you up for a trap or the most handsomest man because you said he was good looking. He wasn't, he wasn't nothing shy about him. But that's a trap. And unless we really get to know that person, as we always tell people, get to know them. Trust me, you let them hang around a little, little long time before you decide to do anything. Because one thing the word says, out of the heart comes the issues of life. Whatever issues they have, Amen. sooner or later, later or sooner, they're going to come out. I remember listening to Creffle Dollars, you know, a long time ago. And um, he said about, he said, he told a woman about before you get married, why don't you try this? Go take a charge yeah. card and go max it out. See how he reacts. Then you'll see because, you know, then we'll really see who that person is. So we just want to jump the gun. We got in our head, well, this is the one for me. I want that one. That he, I, want, I want, I want, I want. And we forget about all those eyes that's actually behind that. I, I want him. Well, that may not be the one that God wants you to be. I know God, but look at him. <laughs> yeah, but that's still not the one I want for you. Come on, God, look at her. She's the bomb. Well, son, you know, that's not the one I want for you. So this is what we do. And then we got to really know what's on their heart. As I said, we don't think about that. And as Michelle said, we're unequally. If they're not Christian, if they're not going to church, if they're not reading their Bible, if they're not studying, if they're not going to Sunday school, if they're not going to Bible study during the week, all right, something's going on. Because, you know, a lot of people think, yeah, we can just go to church once or twice a month or once or twice, you know, once a week and stuff like that. But you need more. You definitely need more. And because the more we feed our hearts, the more we feed ourselves the word, the more we read, the better understanding we'll have, and that'll make us a better person. Because the package can always look good on the outside, but it's what's on the inside that counts. Amen. Any comments, Michelle? Well, I was, <clears throat> excuse me, I was going to actually um, ask about the, the My Scars ministry group. So, I guess um, let our listening audience know what what they may need to do to become a part of that group, and then what what is it that they will get from being a part of the My Scars Ministry Group? Okay, um, there is a My Scars Ministry Group, and there's a My Scars Ministry page um, right now. Now, of course, the page is open and public and and viewable by anyone. And um, basically whatever I put in there is put on um, in the group as well. 
the group is my baby. <laughs> and mm. when I say my baby, the group was the first thing that was formed after the accident. And um, you can become a member of that group, but I, I, I look at that group like everybody in there, I'm taking care of everybody. I am truly a shepherd over that group, and I'm watching over everybody. And so if there's someone in there that's, you know, posting things that are derogatory or that's um, coming after someone, you know, in the group in a derogatory fashion, um, and I have to always tell people it's not a dating site. Um, it is a group that's put there for <laughs> It's for healing, it's for encouragement, it's for people that are needing prayers. You know, anybody in there that's going through something and they need um, some extra help or whatever, it's there. I I also have um, a website, and that's www.myscarsministry.weebly.com. And on that website, there is a form where you can submit prayer requests. Everything is confidential. You can submit your testimonies. You can read my story. You can see how it all began. You can see events that, you know, I'm affiliated with. My scars uh, during uh, the holiday season, um, couples with the other ministries that I'm a part of, we, we feed the homeless, we clothe the hungry, you know, it's not just a Facebook ministry. It's beyond the four walls of the church. We're actively doing things. And so I don't think a lot of people really think that, you know, my scars is actively out there doing, but we are. <laughs> you know, I don't have, uh, as as the word says, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. But if it just takes me to do it all until God sends me those that are willing and able, then so be it. But I'm out here you know, trying to make a difference in the lives of others, whether it be on Facebook or even out here in my community or in other communities. So when you come on there, you can expect prayers. You can expect some encouragement. You can expect some encouraging words. You know, if you're going through something and you inbox me, you can expect me to be right there for you, to pray with you and to to bring others in with you and to pray with you. And if you want to be active in my scars and and help me out and, you know, do anything or, um, you know, in a a leadership-type position or whatever, just let me know if there are plenty of opportunities there as well. Amen. And I'm I'm gonna um post all of this in the the Facebook chat for Amen. Uh, tonight's show. And so anyone who hears anything that, you know, they feel that they need to reach out to you, they'll definitely have the means to. So hopefully, you know, anyone who's in need will be able to do that. Amen. Amen. We're winding down to the last uh, about 13, 11, 12, 13 minutes. So give us some more information um, that you would more, want people to know about Miles God's ministry. Okay. Well, again, um, my my God's ministry has, has grown, and um, I am now affiliated with Women of Excellence Full Gospel Ministry, as well as Community of Sisters International Ministry. And with those two ministries, we are groups of women um, in those ministries, and we're there to make a difference. We're there to break down this 
stigma that women can't get along and that they're always backbiting and there's just jealousy and strife. And we are working together to to show everybody that it can be accomplished. And so there are different conferences, events that that we hold. We're holding um, in um, December, December 10th. We're having a, a formal gala. It's our third anniversary. So if anyone is in Georgia or if you want to travel and come to Georgia and you're interested in coming to that event, you can inbox me and let me know about that as well. We have tickets and the the public is invited. And so there are many things that My Scars is doing um with them in collaboration with them. And um My Scars Ministry, I'm I'm really proud. We just did the walk for Alzheimer's. Uh of course my grandmother passed away from Alzheimer's. And as small as we may be, and insignificant to some others that they may feel, My Scars Ministry came in number five in top donations in, 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 in Georgia, in my county. Out of all the others, we came in number five for raising the most funds for Alzheimer's. So I think that was a great accomplishment and um, a, a wonderful time to get out there and support those with Alzheimer's and dementia and just to also show the support from My Scars Ministry. So we'll be doing many other things like that in the future as well, you know, as far as breast cancer awareness, um, pancreatic cancer, Alzheimer's, any type of public awareness, domestic violence, anything on that sort. So, um, and again, the best, if you don't feel comfortable and you're not on social media or you don't want to use social media, again, the website is www.myscarsministry.weebly.com. And on there, like I said, you can commit, um, you can submit your forms for suggestions, prayer requests, whatever else, you know, and you can see the events that are going on or will be going on on the website as well. Amen. Amen, amen. I, I like that because we need to actually give back to the community as well. We don't want to get so stuck up that we're inside our little box, like, you know, some churches, you know, the Bible says, go ye therefore into all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son. And many churches believe that, okay, we just in church and we don't go out. We need that. That's why God, um, Jesus had 12 disciples, because he wants them to go out. He didn't want them just to stay together and the word doesn't get anywhere. That's not what we're supposed to do. And as you go out, you're supporting other ministries. That's what he wants us to do. You're sowing seeds so people can see, hey, there's other ministries that care. It's not all just about my scars. It's not all about this ministry over here or this little church over there. No, it's about all of us because people have to see us out in a community. Some people are so scared they just stay inside the little box or inside the little church and don't go anywhere, and the word doesn't get out in the community. Amen. Who knows? You may run into somebody and say, well, you know what? You guys did that. You know, we want to you know, join my scars, or we want to help support my scars. You didn't do it for that reason, but they seen you out in the community, and that's what we're at. We're here to uh, network. We're here to help each other. You know, Amen. we're you know we're laborers one laborers one of one of another. So we're here, and I just um, I thank you. I definitely enjoyed 
definitely enjoyed your testimony. You had a you said a lot in a little bit of time. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I mean, you get you gave us a short version. Amen. Is there a book coming out soon? Is there a book coming out soon? I am working on a book, so yes, there will be a book coming out soon. Amen, amen, amen. I want to make sure I get a copy of that because I want to get the I want to see the full version. You know, you gave us a short version tonight. Amen. But um, I want to see I want to see the full version, and I'm I'm sure after you got married, I don't know. Um, you say your grandmother's passed, but since you were the apple of your grandfather's, how did your you know parents parents of uh, grandfather feel after that? After all that happened. Well. Well, my grandfather and my father both died in 1989, three months apart. And so nobody was. And I got married on my grandmother's birthday um, because she had passed away just the January before. So um, my mother died in 2005. So nobody. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you know what? Sometimes I think I think sometimes that you know when a man knows you ain't got nobody, or that no even support. makes it easier for him to do whatever he wants because you have no support. As I show, you have no support when he knows there's no support. Mm-hmm. It makes it easier for him to do whatever he wants to do. Oh, see, but he forgot I had a heavenly father. Hey, <laughs> Amen. hey, hey, he forgot. He, he, so. <laughs> Amen. And that's all that mattered. And, you know, I, I, right. I thank God for that marriage because it has taught me how to go into my next one, how to prepare, Amen. how to prepare others for marriage, what to expect, what not to expect. And the key thing that I want us all to remember is we have to look, stop looking at marriage for us and what satisfies us and what looks good to us, like you said earlier. But we have to realize that when you're working for God, the marriage is a kingdom marriage. If it doesn't edify God, then you don't need it. It's there to edify God. And when he said be fruitful and multiply, it didn't necessarily mean in your children, but be fruitful and multiply for his kingdom. So if you're not going to be adding to his kingdom through your marriage, then your marriage is null and void. Because that's what it's for. It's for the edification of the kingdom. It's for God. It's not for us. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for this book to come out. got to make sure I get one of the first <laughs> copies because I'm excited. I'm definitely excited because you, you are you're pointing on to some things, you know, because, you know, you know, I've been there, so I know about that, that, that marriage. You just jump, oh, they looking, oh, she looks nice. Boom, you're married. And God was trying to tell you, nope, mm-mm, that wasn't the one. But you know what? Amen. That's that's how life is. You tell we tell our kids, don't do that. First thing they'll say is, oh, I want to be able to make my own mistakes. Okay, now I think right now I think that's the craziest thing. If I know someone's been down that road before, and they already know the outcome, why should we even think that it's going to be even different for us? But, you know, that's, how the, that's the way we think. We think it's going to be different for us. Well, you know what? You know, you know, it's about, you know, it's not what my mama used to say, hard head make us soft behind. So we, sometimes we have to go through that, you know, in order for us to know the real deal. But it even it just made you all, it made you for the person you are. It made you birth out, like you said, that's your baby. It made you birth out the My Scars ministry. 
Because that's yeah. all God was trying to point you in. That's all God was trying to. That's the direction that God was trying to point you in. But you had to go through something so mm. you can be able to help others that are going through or have been through. Because unless you have been through something, you won't understand. You'll look by and like you'll look by trying to pretend you understand, but you really don't because you haven't been there. And that's Amen. where you become a living testimony. That's when you become a living testimony because people see you. You know, become a. I heard a, a preacher say you become a living epistle. You are you are Amen. preaching to them through your life because they understand and you understand and know where they are going through or have you know have been. Um, any closing remarks, Michelle? Well, I actually wanted to ask Lady Monica if there if there is anything that you really want to leave our audience with before we go. Any last thought that you really want to leave them with? My last thoughts that I want to leave everyone with is, again, that slow factor. You seek God regarding every decision in your life, you know, every decision, whether it's marriage or not, and then you listen to him. You you develop an intimate relationship with God. You get you get to know him and so that you can understand and hear his voice clearly. So you listen. And then when he tells you, when he speaks to you, the most important thing is just to obey. And I always, you know, again, Throw that out. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that patent, y'all. I'm gonna get that branded. The slow S L O. The slow factor. <laughs> Always remember. Seek, listen, and obey. Yeah. Amen. I'm writing Amen. it down in the room now. <laughs> I'm writing it down in the room now. So I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down, folks. So it's in there. The slow factor. Seek, listen, and obey. Because those are things that we all need to do. Because we don't do it. Many of us haven't done it. We don't do it. We don't do it because we are so fast to just look. We do that when we're buying stuff, too. We know we can't afford it. We know things are tight, but we don't do it. But if we take that time to say, God, do God, do I really want this? Do I really need this? And then maybe we'll have more money in our pockets. But that, you know, that's, that's another that's another episode. But um, again, I just want to truly thank you for you know coming on, man in the mirror, man in the mirror. I thank you for all those who've been listening. Lady Monica has truly has an inspiring story, and as always, Lady Monica. You are now part of the Man in the Mirror family. If you have Amen. any questions or, you know, need any more information, there's all her information will be in our event page. And it has truly been a wonderful and a blessed evening. I thank you for your story. I thank you for sharing your story because, you know, people need to hear it. And as you said, sometimes we don't want to tell our story. Sometimes Satan looks at us, ah, why should you tell your story? But guess what? Once we get over that fear, false evidence appearing real, then we'll be able to tell our story. 
because that's why our show is called Real People, Real Stories, Real Commerce, because you're a real person, you had a real story, and you definitely overcame. This has been Hezekiah L. Montgomery with Man in the Mirror, and as always, we'll see you at the Mirror.